Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 107 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I'm your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. That's right, episode 107. We are chugging right along and I've got some good stuff for you this evening, so let's just get right into it with some social plugs. That's right, you can follow us during episodes, four episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple ways. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter, uh, follow our official, at, I'm one minute in, I'm already losing my voice here. Uh, follow our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Just follow both of those. All kinds of great stuff coming your way on Twitter daily. Maybe not quite daily. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. I, I tend to go on there to get news. So, like, you get updates, but not as much as you do on, on other platforms. Uh, and other platforms, one of those being Facebook. That's right. Head on over to Facebook.com slash wall. Like our page. Check back often. That's going to keep you up to date on all new episodes. Any new things coming down the pipe in, when it pertains to Go Tell to the Wall and myself, Sean O'Rourke. Uh, all on facebook.com slash go tell to the wall so make sure you like our page and and stay up to date on everything and of course youtube very important youtube uh, i'm going to get into some new youtube stuff shortly here that that's going up on the youtube channel so head on over to youtube search go tell to the wall make sure you subscribe to our channel and check back often for all kinds of new videos uh, make sure you click that little thing like the notification button that's gonna that's the word i'm looking for that's going to tell you when we have new content uh, that has been uploaded to YouTube, so make sure you are subscribed to our channel. Uh, like I said, just search Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, that's And that's also where you're going to find all our beer reviews. New beer review just went up this week, uh, and there's a couple more in the hopper right now that need to go up there, uh, as well as our live feeds that all get posted up there. So if anyone watching on the live feed, if you don't catch the entire thing or you really don't prefer to watch on Facebook, which is where we are currently live, uh, you can also catch it after the fact on YouTube. And most importantly, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that website, check back often. You're actually going to find links to all those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as stuff you're not going to find anywhere else, blog posts, photos that only go up on the website, and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and, and also a link to our Patreon page. That's right, our Patreon campaign. If you would like to help us out financially, you can do so uh, through our Patreon link, and that you can find that right there on shorenworklive.com. Uh, I believe you can. It's also on YouTube. It's everywhere. There's just a link. If you see the little Patreon symbol, click on it. Help us out. Every dollar helps. Uh, you know, if you have the means and 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 you see fit to do so, please, please, please help us out on Patreon. Become a patron. You're gonna get all kinds of cool perks. Get mentioned on the podcast. I've got a mosquito flying around the studio again. God, I'm, I'll be so happy when we're at a mosquito season here. Uh, <laughs> so again, make sure you bookmark SeanOrourkeLive.com and become a patron if if you want to <laughs> get some good perks uh, from Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and as I mentioned briefly there, we had some new YouTube videos added this week, some new beer reviews. There's also some other new stuff literally like sitting in the hopper. I just got to go on and, and upload everything. There's some new clips coming out, some new parenting clips uh, in addition to those beer reviews that are going up. And like I said last week, I've got a bunch of beer sitting over. I, I'm like backed up on beer reviews. So there's going to be a lot of that coming down the pipe soon. And most importantly, what I want to mention, something I've been toying with and, and we here at Go Tell It to the Wall have been toying with for a while is going to be a little segment called Mental Health Mondays. 
That's right. So on Mondays, we're going to have a new video going up on YouTube. Uh, and of course, that'll be links will be posted on all of our pages and social platforms and stuff uh, where we talk a little bit about just exclusively about mental health. This will be these will be quicker clips like, you know, five to ten minutes max uh, and, and just start continuing to spread that word. Uh, about mental illness and mental health and the importance of, of diminishing the stigma around those things and, and helping anyone out there that could use that help, um, even if it's it's just in a minimal way, it's still well worth it. And that's why we are going to talk a lot about mental health and mental illness this week on episode 107, uh, because a lot of stuff's been happening. Honestly, a lot of stuff's been happening to me personally. I've, I've been going through a rough few weeks here, uh, but there's also a lot of stuff in the news, and, and people are just... Uh, there's a lot of misconception out there. Uh, fortunately, there are a lot of advocates for mental illness, mental illness and mental health awareness uh, th that are pushing back on this, but it's, it's still just not enough. Uh, we have someone sitting there in the White House that is that is perpetuating uh, the stigma that is mental illness and, and everything revolving around that. So look forward to that. There, it Possibly next week, but it will be coming down the pipe here in the next week or two. Mental Health Mondays, new segment being added to YouTube. It's going to be very important. It's very important to me personally. It is very important to everyone here at Go Tell It to the Wall because we are huge advocates of mental health awareness and mental illness and reducing that stigma. Uh, so we're going to continue to do that even in the, the minimal way that we're able to here at Go Tell It to the Wall. So look forward to that. I'll, I'll make sure everyone is updated when, when that's really getting into full swing here. All right. Uh, beer this week. A little tasty brew from Carl Strauss. Carl Strauss is out of San Diego, California. That's right. San Diego, my, my hometown to an extent. Uh, and this is their Mosaic Session IPA. That's right. The Mosaic Session IPA. They actually have a Mosaic IPA that is quite tasty. Uh, but this is their Session IPA. It tastes very similar to the Mosaic IPA. And I'll tell you, anyone out there that's very iffy on IPAs, you kind of like them, you don't like them, this one is very smooth. It's got a little fruity aftertaste to it. Uh, very, very smooth. Not too strong. It's 5.5% alcohol content. Uh, so really, that's sitting around right around where a pale ale is. I, most session IPAs I see uh, come in just under 5. So I think this one's barely getting to that threshold of, of actually being a session IPA because there is a, a maximum that they can go on the uh, the alcohol content for session IPAs. So 5.5's got to be definitely at the top end of the spectrum there because I think once you get to 6, if they get to real IP, it's an IPA, it's not a session IPA. Um, so Carl, like I said, Carl Strauss Mosaic Session IPA, of course, craft brewed out of San Diego. I'm a big Carl Strauss fan myself. I have been for a very long time, obviously, growing up in San Diego, and they, they've been around for a very, very long time. And, of course, working for Disney uh, for a few years, Carl Strauss was one of the beers that you could get uh, in California Adventure. I don't know if that's still the case, but that was like through the California Adventure gates. Maybe we're hitting Soren, California on the way to the boardwalk, but uh, if, if there's a line at Soren, it's straight to Carl, the Carl Strauss beer cart and hitting up a tasty uh, Carl Strauss brew uh, out of San Diego, California. So check them out. Mosaic Session IPA. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I've never been really disappointed by a Carl Strauss beer. It just hasn't happened. Uh, highly, highly recommend this one. Check them out. Mm. I wish Carl Strauss would do a little more cans. I just The cans are just lighter. And having a two-year-old at home, like I'm coming home from the store, I, it's easier to carry cans than it is like bottles. So I'm, Carl Strauss just doesn't really do the can thing. They haven't caught on with all the other craft brewers that are doing the uh, the can thing. So, all right. I want to get into this, uh, and then we're going to get into some more mental health shortly. But the weekly rant this week, 
a lot of stuff been going on in the news recently, and I've kind of been avoiding talking about these mass shootings. We've talked about mass shootings uh, so much here at Go Tell It to the Wall, and, and I hit a point where I was just exhausted on talking about it and, and knowing that as much as I talk about it, there's no actual real change happening. Uh, but this time around, it really hit uh, a, a, a soft spot with me uh, because the Orange Menace came out and, and really, instead of blaming guns and, and racism and bigoted people for these mass shootings, uh, started blaming mental illness. And here's the thing. I understand. Men maybe, it's, maybe there is mental illness problems here. Maybe there aren't. But the bottom line is, you can't just scapegoat people with mental illness. You can't say, we need to build, reopen these institutions that people were thrown into years ago. You know, it is a problem. Mental illness is a problem. But the fact is, the, the statistics show that most of these mass murderers, these mass, these people that perpetuate mass shootings, don't actually suffer from mental illness. Those are simply the statistics. That That's where it is. The, the, it's a lower percentage of people... Uh, who are mass shooters who, who perpetuate these kind of crimes, the percentage is actually lower than the percentage of the overall population that suffers from mental illness. Let me say that again. The percentage of mass murderers who have mental illness, the percentage is lower than the percentage of the population in the United States that suffers from mental illness. Simply based on that fact, we can, we can step back and say, well, maybe it isn't just mental illness that is causing people to do these things. Again, is there a possibility that someone has a mental illness? Yes, of course there is. Is it a guarantee? Is it the majority of the time? Absolutely, 100%, unequivocally, no. That's just the statistics are there. We can see that. You're welcome to look them up. I'm not going to sit here and quote exact places where I've gotten these statistics, but it's a fact. It's a fact. On top of that, mental illness most times does not mean violence. It does not. And if you always hear about suicide and everything else, and even violence against, it's a small percentage of people who suffer from mental illness that perpetuate violence against even themselves, committing suicide, self-harm, all those other things. They talk about it, and it does exist, but those are the stories that you hear about more. It's a, smaller per it's a small percentage compared to the total amount of people that suffer from a mental illness that, that deal with these problems on a daily basis. That, again, is simply a fact. Th these are facts. These are just statistics. Uh... The real problem here, the real problem is the Orange Menace is perpetuating the stigma by putting this out in the news and saying people with mental illness, people with mental health problems are the people that are going to going to do these horrific crimes. They're the ones that are going to act on these things. Well, you know what that does? Not only does it help to perpetuate the stigma, to continue that stigma, not diminish it the way that we like to here at Go Tell It to the Wall, but it also makes people more afraid to come forward. That's why we reduce the stigma, so that people know that there is help out there for them. They know, they know that it's okay to come forward. It's okay to, to be honest with how you're living, with what you're going through, with your depression, with your anxiety, with your obsessive-compulsive disorder, with your bipolar disorder, whatever it might be. And we have the Orange Menace who sits up there on national television and literally makes people afraid to come forward. Literally makes them afraid to come forward because he's perpetuating that stigma. That's what's happening right now in this country. That is what's happening. Instead of blaming guns because he's getting money from the NRA, he's blaming mental illness. It's all the fault of mental illness. No, it's the fault of hateful people and access to guns, you stupid orange son of a bitch. That's what it is. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Reopening a bunch of, bunch of institutions is not the answer. It is not the answer at all. Don't make people afraid. Make people feel loved and supported.
That's what's most important when it comes to mental illness and mental health. And make sure there are programs available, which we don't do in this country. We don't do that at all. But we can do better, and we can be better, and we're going to do better. Little by little, we're going to do better. All right, let's move on to some trending on social. That's right, trending on social, man. This one I'm having funny fun with. I, I really was having fun this week with the, uh, the trending on social because there's some ridiculousness here. I want to kick off trending on social with this one. Uh, Lincoln County, Nevada. Lincoln County, Nevada. You ever heard of that? No, you haven't. It's a very rural area of Nevada. Lincoln County, Nevada actually just declared an emergency. Just declared an emergency. Do you know why? Because Lincoln County is actually where Area 51 is located. So they're, they're county officials. There's four of them. That's how, that's how you know how small it is. There's four of them for this county. I, I was reading this, and they voted unanimously four to nothing. Jesus Christ. Like, pretty sure the, the little city that I lived in in San Diego, and you're like, well, no, San Diego's a big city. You know, I lived in a small city, which was part of San Diego County, but a small city. I'm pretty sure the city council is bigger there. Pretty sure. In fact, my, I, I just thought my mother was just on the live stream. She'll probably tell you the same thing about Ramona, California. It's probably bigger than four people, but I digress. They voted unanimously to declare a state of emergency because they're they're a little bit worried about the two million people that have RSVP'd to storm Area 51 on Facebook coming up here September 20th. So they are doing everything they can to prepare for the possibility of two million people descending on Lincoln County, Nevada, which is obviously not equipped to handle two million people. The city of Los Angeles is not really equipped to handle two million people. We, we pack more than that in here, but it's not really equipped. So we've hit a point where this is no longer a prank. It's causing problems for Lincoln County, Nevada, uh, and, and it's, it's just gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of hand. Nobody's going to storm Area 51. Here's the thing. Nobody's going to storm Area 51. Like, nobody's going running in there. Show me them aliens. You know, they can't stop all of us. Get out of here. Nobody's doing that. But what, what's probably going to happen is people are going to show up to Lincoln, Nevada, and it's going to cause a whole ruckus, and there's going to be issues, and they have to allocate additional resources to Lincoln, Nevada uh, through the state and, and uh, maybe on a federal level. I'm not familiar with uh, how the state of emergencies exactly work because you have a state, state of emergency, federal, state of emergency, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I, I believe the Orange Menace would have to uh, declare a state of emergency for them to get additional federal funds. Uh, but then, of course, Area 51, <laughs> that's... Uh, that is a national military base. Uh, so, like I've said three, four, five times since we started talking about the stupid storm area 51 shit, good luck, guys. Good luck. Like, make sure make sure you set your, your cores light down before you start storming into area 51 because at best, that cores light is going to get spilled. At worst, you're going to get spilled. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, hashtag chosen one. That's right. Hashtag chosen one. This is a hashtag that is trending right now on social platforms, especially on Twitter. If you're not familiar with this, I'm not going to get too much into the story. I encourage you to Google it. Uh, the orange one, the orange menace, the orange son of a bitch proclaimed himself the chosen one chosen by God. I'm not giving, giving you exact quotes, but the chosen one chosen by God. Nobody says this. Like, nobody in their right mind says this. And, in fact, I saw a meme the other day, and they were like, you know, if, you're, if your grandfather said he was going to go by Greenland and then started walking around say, saying he was the chosen one, at the very least, you'd take away his car keys. At the very least. Shit, I'm locking him in a room if my grandfather starts saying that. I don't have a grandfather anymore, but, you know, my father, he starts saying that one day. Pops, 
this is you're just you're gonna live here now. We'll take care of you. You know, uh, we don't let them run the United States of America. We don't let them sit at the head of the United States of America. Uh, but here we have the chosen one spouting off these things. Uh, I will say definitely go on Twitter and enjoy the memes and everything else that's coming out of people sharing this hashtag chosen one. I will warn you, there are people that are using it in a positive way that actually believe the Orange Menace is the chosen one, and this is when I just lose all faith in humanity is when I see things like that. So tread lightly. It is funny, but you're, you're going to be a little disgusted at like every 15th tweet or so. It, it's, the, it's a minority of, of the tweets out there, but there are people that are saying, yes, he is the chosen one. It's like, really? Really? I mean... I, I always I, I always picture Jesus as, as kind of a skinny dude, you know, with a beard and like long flowing hair. Christians, man, you've really lost it when you're going from, you know, this cool dude, this cool hippie socialist dude that walks around the desert by all depictions, has six pack abs, long flowing hair and a beard to this orange abomination that currently sits in the White House. But hey, chosen one. You know, I guess they choose them to match the rest of, I don't know, humanity. We're all fat and orange now. I don't know. All right, vloggers. Oh, man, influencers. You know we love influencers here at Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Absolutely love them. They're my favorite because they give us such great content. There's a vlogger who decided to reach out to a hotel in Dublin because she wanted to stay there with her boyfriend for free. Wanted to stay there for free. Uh, of course, the owner of the hotel responded to her and said, no, that's not how we do things here. Uh, additionally, how, 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 how would I pay my staff, my, our, our, our kitchen staff, our cleaning staff, all the wait staff, whatever it might be, uh, if we're just giving away rooms for free. And of course she talks about her social media following. And there's actually copies of this. I'm not even, I'm not going to give exact details here. Um, her name's L Darby and she is a, this is, these are always my favorite too. Like, influencers are, like, they're the worst just overall, but there is, like, a scale within the influencers. Lifestyle influencer is definitely the worst. Like, the worst. I'm a lifestyle influencer. What do you mean you're a lifestyle influencer? What, is, what does that even mean? And if you go and you look at lifestyle influencers, uh, they just wear free clothes and free shit and take pictures of free shit, and then they, they pawn it off to you thinking that you're going to buy it. And this L Darby actually has 87,000 YouTube subscribers as well as 76,000 Instagram followers. I'm going to say that again. 87,000 and 76,000. This is a drop in the bucket compared to other influencers. God, I'm, my fingers are getting uh, cramped up from all the finger quotes over, around influencers. Uh, but of course, this is, this is the world we live in where these small-time influencers uh, who just take pictures of them themselves sticking their ass out, you know, in a weird pose and then photoshopping the shit out of it. They think they should just get everything in the world for free. Yeah, celebrities get things for free. Uh, these celebrities that you usually see and you think of getting stuff for free, they make $20 million a film uh, and their films tend to gross, you know, $1 billion. Though that, that we're not talking about 87,000 YouTube subscribers and 76,000 Instagram followers. That's a drop. That is a drop. I can't wait until this bubble bursts. I'm done with it. I can't wait until the influence, like people start realizing like, oh, you you don't actually do anything. People just give you free stuff and you have someone take a picture of you, you know, in tight clothing 
or doing something dumb and everyone swoons over it. I encourage you, anyone out there that's listening to this, just take a take like an hour one day. Go through social like go through some social media feeds and see what gets likes and what doesn't. You'll be kind of amazed because I do this on occasion. Stuff with substance, no likes. No likes. But remember Ariana Grande? She she tweets a picture of a cupcake. A million likes. It's a fucking picture of it's an emoji. But that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. You can say the most intelligent thing on the face of the earth. They're still gonna they're not gonna like your thing, but they're gonna like the picture of the woman with her tits hanging out. That's what that's how it works. They're gonna like they're gonna go watch Hassan Piker eat dinner for 20 minutes while he's chewing with his mouth open on a fucking microphone. It's the world we live in. Influencers! Oh, speaking of Instagram, oh, this hoax came back from 2012. Man, if you if unless you've been living under a rock or you literally have never been on social media, you probably saw this thing in 2012. And this was, and actually, I, I will I will get it here. Uh, people were posting this. I'm not going to read through the whole thing. Uh, but it's this whole thing, uh, and I quote, this is what people were posting. Don't forget tomorrow starts the new Instagram rule where they can use your photos. Don't forget deadline today. It can be used in court cases, litigation against you. Everything you've ever posted becomes public from today. Even messages that have been deleted or the photo's not allowed. It costs nothing for a simple copy and paste. Better safe than sorry. Blah, 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 blah. This happened years ago in 2012, and everyone shared it like crazy. Well, I noticed it popping up like a week ago, and I'm like, what? Did I, did I miss something? Friends friends of mine even on social platforms posting it. And in fact, we had celebs that were posting it. Rob Lowe had posted it. Uh, and the Rob Lowe thing was really funny. Usher had posted it. Uh, but the Rob Lowe thing was extra funny because uh, his kids actually got in on the action. One of his sons uh, was like, um, no, no, use Snopes. Uh, but that, that being said, the most important thing here is just remember, fact check, fact check. Fact check things. Don't just, oh, well, if somebody posted this, it must be true, and I'm going to sh- post it and share it too. No. Don't just willy-nilly post and share things. Remember the aging app? Now all these Russians have all your information. Yeah, calm it down. Do a little research first. That was like a 10-second Google, and you could have been like, oh, no, this is this is a hoax from 2000, not even a recent hoax from 2012. Do your due diligence, wall fans, common sensors. Common sense says... Do your due diligence. Come on now. All right, another hashtag I've been enjoying here. Uh, hashtag you are officially old if. Actually, I haven't been enjoying this one. I thought I would enjoy this one. Uh, and I had seen it. But then as I went to go look at some of the stuff, I realized all it did was make me feel extra old. Now, I know I'm getting kind of old. I'm in my late 30s. I'm not, I'm not young and spry anymore. I'm just, I'm not. Uh, however, when I went to search this, this particular hashtag, uh, I found a lot of people tweeting stuff. Uh, hashtag you are officially old if, and they're tweeting stuff from like 10 years ago, like 10 years ago. I'm just going, oh my God. Uh, thank you for making me feel extra old. In fact, somebody had tweeted like, uh, there was a picture of a Game Boy and they were like, if you played such and such game, and I'm not talking the Game Boy that came out like late eighties, early nineties. I'm talking that flip open color thing that came out like 15 years ago. Yeah. I'm like, you're old. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're not old. You're 16 kid. You're You're 16. So let's calm it down with the I'm old. Don't make me feel extra old. I'm not old. Makes me feel old being on these social platforms a lot of times, but I am not. Uh, I like to pretend I'm not that old. My wife says I'm not old. That's all that matters, right? Oh, all right. Another hashtag. I don't make the rules, but hashtag I don't make the rules, but 
This one I just encourage you to go check out because people are having fun with it. This one is just straight fun. There's a lot of memes and all this other stuff. Uh, a lot of people are still upset about toilet paper. I, I thought we put that whole thing to rest years ago when the original patent came out for toilet paper. And it's like, well, this was how it was intended. So you can argue it all you want, but it, that's how it was made to, to be, you know. Uh, but, of course, people are still going on the, the toilet paper thing. There's also a great meme of a cat just beating the hell out of a weird stuffed animal. Reminds me of my old my old kitten, Figment, who used to be in the studio for all the all the podcast episodes. And uh, she did not like most things. <laughs> she just didn't. Uh, she didn't like most people either. She liked like three people over the course of her 13-year life. And fortunately, I was one of them. It's a good thing because I fed her. Maybe it's because I fed her and cleaned her litter box that she liked me. But I, I like to think it was more than that. All right, another uh, trending on social. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, boycott Sony is trending on social. First of all, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck boycotting Sony. Because uh, you know when you boycott a company, you've got to boycott all the companies they own or that are associated with that company. So good luck. Have fun with that. But, of course, this, is, this was spawned from the whole back and forth between Disney and Sony and Spider-Man and everything else. And all I want to say is to this is, People don't just blindly follow because some studio is saying, oh, no, well, we lost Spider-Man. Go and check out some details. If you go and look at the details of this deal, you'll see that the guilty party here is clearly Disney. It is clearly the mouse. The mouse is being greedy. Uh, Sony is not being overtly greedy at all. They're simply protecting uh, something that they own the rights to. They literally own the rights to it. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that shortly. Uh, because and and this is it's a personal thing for me. Everyone's everyone bows at the altar of the mouse, and they don't realize what's behind the scenes, how cutthroat they are, how how bottom line, bottom dollar, uh, Disney is. And we live in it would be much better in the entertainment world if if people would start realizing that. I'm not saying abolish Disney, it's terrible, boycott. I'm not saying any of that. It's just don't sit there and be like, ha oh, ha, it's all fun and games, ha oh. ha. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you know. It's that South Park episode, man. Check out that South Park episode. Oh, ho, ho, with the Jonas Brothers. That makes me feel old, too. Man, and it's totally off topic. My my wife messages me today, and she's like, your cool factor just went up. She, you know, she works at a uh, themed entertainment agency. Your cool factor just went up with, with a bunch of the kids that work in the office, and there must have been some conversation. Uh, and she had told them that I, I knew the Jonas Brothers, uh, and in fact was pretty... That sounds weird. I, I was kind of tight with uh, Bonus Jonas, with Frankie Jonas, uh, only in the way that we would do concerts with the Jonas Brothers. And he, he would like to follow me around. He was kind of like my little sidekick at times. Uh, and so they found out about that, as well as the Jonas I, You know, I worked with, with Kevin Sr., talking about the dad, uh, as well as all three of the Jonas Brothers on a few different events, concerts and stuff. Uh, and they, they, their minds were just blown. And I was like, oh, my God, this is when I'm getting old. When I was doing that and, like, hanging out with the Jonas Brothers, the kids that liked them were, like, eight. You know, eight to ten. Old. Getting there, man. Don't get old. It kind of sucks. <laughs> you get sore. You wake up with a sore back every morning and, and people tell you that, that they're envious of you because <laughs> 20 years ago you were hanging out with Frankie Jonas. Man. I'm sure I'm exaggerating with that 20 years, but it's close to it. All right, one more thing in trending on social, the chicken wars. Oh, man, so many wars this year. We had the scooter wars and all these different wars, and now we got the chicken wars because apparently this is what we do on social platforms now. 
If you haven't heard of this, I, do, I would encourage you to check it out because uh, it is really funny. And we live in a world now where fast food joints have to have this crazy social media presence and, and be hip and cool and, and all this other stuff. I don't personally, I don't care. I don't need my fast food joint to be spending time on social media. Just just make sure my, my cheeseburger's cooked. Make sure my fries aren't soggy. We're, we're good here. Jack in a box down the street. Shout out to you. They feed me, you know, once or twice a week, at least once a week, pretty much. Uh, but Popeye's, Popeye's chicken, which is fantastic chicken. Oh, man. That's that's the little bit of Miami that stuck with me. We had good Popeye's chicken in Miami. We also had the Chick-fil-A. Like, I get it. I like the Chick-fil-A. I still like Popeye's. I don't really like Chick-fil-A anymore. Well, they came out with a chicken sandwich. I know the chicken sandwich is kind of to compete with... Uh, with Chick-fil-A, but here's it. There's so much market share out there that they're not really comp- they're not taking away much from Chick-fil-A, uh, but they're giving the people what they want who want a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm looking forward to getting one. We've actually got a Popeye's opening up uh, about a half mile away. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't had Popeye's in a few years, uh, but of course Popeye's had to go on this on Twitter and start tweeting things, and then Chick-fil-A gets in on it, and then Wendy's gets in on it, and everyone's in on it, and probably Steakums is off to the side like eat steak instead of chicken because Steakums. Man, that don't that fell, that hit like three listeners who were like, "Oh yeah, Steakums has a weird like social media presence." But yes, yeah, Steakums has a weird social media presence. Uh, but this is the world we live in. I, I I'm saying that too many times this episode. This is the social media world we live in, uh, where Popeyes is feuding with Chick Fil A. Uh, here's the bottom line: Popeyes is better than Chick Fil A anyway. And if you order Popeyes, it does not come with a side of hatred, hate hateful bigotedness. Uh, as far as like what Chick-fil-A does. Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe that's something to keep in mind as well. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, try the Popeye's chicken sandwich for the love of God. Just try it. Maybe, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. Maybe you can stop giving money to the, uh, the organization that is, uh, completely against, uh, same-sex marriage. Hmm. That'd be cool. You know. Personally, I don't. I don't go to Chick-fil-A anymore. I will, I, one day I'm going to go into Chick-fil-A with like a little paper bag and just start loading up with the sauces because that's the one thing Chick-fil-A's got over everyone else. I think I've said it before on this pod. You go in there and you're like, I will take 50 of each sauce. And they just have them out there and you're like, put them in the bag. Oh, man. And just ranch and uh, the Chick-fil-A sauce and the barbecue. I don't know. I'm all about the, the Chick-fil-A sauce and the ranch. That's all I eat. But I, there's like so much. There's just so much of it. So you need, you need that hookup. Oh, I got to take a trip to Jack in the Box. Speaking of ranch. Not tonight, but I gotta I gotta restock my Jack in the Box ranch. They usually hook me up. The problem is I I order it through Postmates quite a bit because I'm I'm stuck at home with the two year old. I'm usually ordering it on a Friday when I'm trying to do some podcast work and everything else, uh, and they don't bring me a bunch of ranch. But when I go into the Jack in the Box because they know me, they're like, "Here are 18 of these buttermilk ranches," and I'm like, "Yes, this was gonna last me a couple months," and I throw them in the freeze the fridge the freezer. Ooh, buttermilk ranch pops, billion dollar idea. I mean, if half this other shit out there sells, then then buttermilk ranch pops got to sell, right? Like, come on, I don't know. Buttermilk ranch ice cream sandwich, and you put a little lettuce. Oh, I don't know. I need to stop brainstorming on the podcast because y'all are gonna steal my ideas. For the record, that's not a good idea, Wall fans. That's that's not a good idea. So don't go try to patent that ranch pops. Not a good idea. Calm it down. All right, entertainment news. Oh, I don't have a lot this week, but I got a couple things that I want to get into. Masters of the Universe Revelation. That's right, Masters of the Universe as in He-Man. This is a new animated show that will be coming to Netflix. The most exciting part about this, not there's a there's a lot of exciting things. It's freaking He-Man. It's He-Man. Also exciting on top of that is this is instead of this being a reboot, like I believe there is a She-Ra animated sh- ser- series. She-Ra series, uh, She-Ra animated series 
that's out right now and is a reboot. This is actually going to be a continuation of the 80s animated show uh, that was around. I was a big He-Man fan as a kid. I went uh, He-Man, Thundercats, Ninja Turtles. Um, I think that was about where it's Legos. Legos were kind of all throughout that, but it was like He-Man and Thundercats and then moved on to some Ninja Turtles. That was, that was my jam. I got some Ninja Turtles sitting on the, literally on the shelf back here. I've got some Thundercats comics over there. I don't have any He-Man. So I, yeah. Somebody send me a, uh, a vintage like He-Man figure or something. I'll even take the weird skunk dude that smelled. Uh, but I, I got to get one of those on the shelf. So I'm excited about this. But even more exciting than, than those two things is the executive producer and showrunner for He-Man or Masters of the Universe Revelation is the one and only Kevin Smith of the Viewisk Universe. The reason I went to film school, one of my own personal idols, will be executive producing and show running this animated series for Netflix. We don't know uh, when it's coming out just yet, but it will be coming out soon. So look forward to that. Some more news on Netflix, actually. Uh, the Irishman. There's a new Martin Scorsese movie that was done with Netflix. It's not actually on Netflix yet, but they are shopping it to movie theaters in order to make it eligible for award season. Uh, and they're having trouble with this because the problem is, and, and this, like, I'm going to bore people here. I'm, I'm aware of, of uh, viewing windows and everything else. Theaters like to have exclusive rights to a movie, not the, 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 the one building itself, but theatric from a theatrical standpoint, theaters like to have uh, the rights to a movie for about three months. That's usually the standard It's three months. Before it gets placed on, on streaming uh, or on DVD or any of those things. Three months. So it's only in theaters. You can't. And the problem with Netflix is they just want somewhat of a limited run in theaters to make them eligible. Uh, maybe make some extra cash on, on top of everything. But then obviously they want to put it on Netflix. That's what they do. They're in the business of streaming. So they are fighting with some theaters here. Uh, and the bottom line is it's it. Like, one side's going to have to give. This is going to go into theaters. It's Martin freaking Scorsese, Robert De Niro. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking. Like, it, it, big-time actors, big-budget film. It was like $150-some million dollars, uh, to make this film. So we're not talking about small stuff here. We're talking big-budget film. Uh, so it's, it, it should be in theaters. Uh, so one of them is going to have to give a little bit, you know. I, I, if I was at Netflix and, or I was, I'd say, you know what, let's meet halfway. Let's all make money here. It's Martin Scorsese, for God's sake. We can all make money. We can all be happy. And let's just meet halfway. But who knows what's going to happen. I mean, Netflix does have a lot of freaking money. <laughs> so they're probably like, oh, yeah, we're going to open a chain of theaters. Netflix Cineplex coming to your town this fall. See, another billion dollar idea. Netflix Cineplex. You just put your shit in there and people want to see it on a big screen. Again, wall fans, it's actually not a good idea. I just come up with stuff off the top of my head. And I'm like, that's a good idea, and it's not. It's not. Netflix, Cineplex, not a great idea. Unless they're buying the naming rights. And, you know, I'm surprised we don't have like a Netflix stadium yet, speaking of that. Remember back in the 90s when the tech boom happened and all these stadiums got renamed and stuff? I, I think we still have freaking Qualcomm down there in San Diego. When they changed Jack Murphy Stadium to Qualcomm, everyone was like, what is a Qualcomm? And that was always the funniest thing, too, because people are like, brands shouldn't be on stadiums. It should be Veterans Memorial Stadium and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, like Wrigley Field. Screw that place. The old, the, One of the oldest baseball parks in, in the history of the country. And, yeah, Wrigley Field. We should never have brand names on <laughs> stadiums or ballparks. People are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just so used to it. 
Sounds a little different. It rolls off the tongue well. You like that existed before you were born, most likely. And you're like, oh yeah, okay. No, that is a brand name. Oh man. So we'll see you with the Irishman. Uh, the boys. I'm. I, oh man. I just started watching this. I and I'm not through the entire first season yet. The boys. It's on uh, Amazon Prime Video. It is such a fun show. It actually shows a different side of superheroes. Not for kids. Definitely not. Like not even close to for kids. Uh. Cameron, you are just on time. Uh, definitely not for kids, but check it out, especially if, if you enjoy superhero stuff. Uh, and, and it's definitely kind of the darker side. It's not full on like dark, uh, you know, comedy superhero stuff, but it's close to it. Very funny, very enjoyable. It's also based on comic books, uh, the boys' comic books. Uh, check them out. You know you have Amazon Prime because you're getting Amazon Prime delivery, so it's totally free to just stream this show. Uh, and so, so check it out, the boys on Amazon prime video. And I, the reason there was a kind of a double reason I brought this up. I was watching it this week and, uh, just recently, like I said, just started watching them like six episodes in or whatever. And they're long episodes. They're hour long episodes with no commercials. Uh, but there's a book series that I finished up recently, uh, from an author named Drew Hayes, Drew Hayes. Yeah. The couch is definitely still for sale. We got people looking for a couch again. This happened like a year and a half ago. I love the trolls are here. You got to love when the, the trolls came out from under the bridge and they are currently on the live feed. I hope you guys are having fun. Uh, there is a book series, like I said, from Drew Hayes called Superpowers. It's a four book series and it's very interesting. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. In fact, I told my wife, I was like, it's, it's kind of like a raunchier Harry Potter, but instead of wizards, it's superheroes. And it's also very similar to the boys. Very similar to the boys. Uh, so if you do, if you enjoy the boys, definitely check out uh, Superpowers, the four book series from Drew Hayes. You can pick them up on Amazon. I read them all on my Kindle. Uh, I think some of them are even on the Kindle lending library. So check that out. Drew Hayes, great author, really enjoyed that. But if, like I said, if you enjoyed the boys or you are enjoying the boys, you're definitely going to enjoy Superpowers, especially if you like reading books. I'm, I'm, I'm like a half book reader. Uh, I, I, I don't read a ton, but I do enjoy reading at night. And sometimes, like, Superpowers was a can't-put-it-down book series. Got through all of them. Uh, all right, some more entertainment news. Dancing with the Stars. That's right. We got information on the new cast for Dancing with the Stars. And one of those stars... I don't think you could even call him a star, but one of the people that has signed on for ABC's new season of Dancing with the Stars uh, is Sean Spicer. That's right, Sean Spicer, the former press ha bleh, White House press secretary uh, for the Orange Menace, is actually no longer doing that. Um, yeah, people are trying to sell a couch on my live feed. That's always fun. And uh, <laughs> so, of course, people are up in arms about this. And I have to kind of agree with them. In fact, a lot of news is coming out of ABC. There's a lot of, a lot of staff at ABC that uh, that has been upset about this. They don't think that Sean Spicer should be added to this cast they don't think that he should be normalized because the bottom line is he lied to the entire country for months uh and and we shouldn't reward him for that in fact tom bergeron uh was one of the people that spoke out and said that he should not be included in the cast on dancing with the stars and i was actually thinking about this i'm sure he's not going to be removed they're going to leave him on there it's going to get it, it's going to get a lot of ratings and on top of that the demographic that watches dancing with the stars tends to be a little older uh, and middle of the country, and I wouldn't be surprised if many of the demographic in the audience that watches 
Dancing with the Stars is actually going to appreciate seeing Sean Spicer on there. There is no couch for sale, guys. But keep trolling. You gotta love the trolls on here. Uh, one more, uh, two more, one and a half more things in entertainment news here. Uh, Sony's response to the Spider-Man debacle. I just want to give you this quote from Sony. Where the heck is it? This was what they put out. Uh, this was their statement after kind of Disney came out and said, this is ridiculous. We want to have the Spider-Man in the MCU. Uh, and I quote, this is from Sony. Much of today's news about Spider-Man has mischaracterized recent discussions about Kevin Feige's involvement in the franchise. We are disappointed but respect Disney's decision not to have him continue as lead producer of our next live-action Spider-Man film. We hope this might change in the future, but understand that the many new responsibilities that Disney has given him, including all their newly added Marvel properties... Do not allow time for him to work on IP they do not own. Kevin is terrific, and we are grateful for his help and guidance and appreciate the path he has helped us help put us on, which we will continue. End quote. That's from Sony. Like I said when we were talking in the social, what's trending on social media, please do, do your research. If you want to side with Disney, that's fine. But don't just automatically side with Disney because you think Sony's being greedy. This is absolutely a situation where Sony is not being greedy. They are not being greedy. And in fact, we had Stan Lee's daughter come out uh, and speak about this. Joan Lee, who is Stan Lee's daughter, was actually she's actually been quite upset with how Disney has treated Marvel. Um, and she even said, and I quote, Disney needs to be checked and balanced as they seek total control of my father's creations. That's right, checked and balanced. And in fact, she talked about, and I'm not going to go through all these quotes, talked about how Disney wasn't really the best to to her father uh, when it came to Marvel and how they were treating his IP, everything that he created uh, within the Marvel universe. And, and we're seeing right here is just another example of how Disney and the mouse can be quite, quite greedy. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. I think so. I don't think Sony's being greedy at all. I think that I think Disney's being greedy. Uh, and again, this is similar to like Netflix and, and the theater discussions. Uh, with the theater discussions, everyone can win here. This is a win-win. Everyone can make money. Everyone can wet their beak. And that's probably what's going to end up happening here. <laughs> I, lo I love pe people are trolling on the live feed right now, and they're calling me young lady. I mean, at least be kind of original, young lady. I am so confused. I have a, it, For those of you that have never watched the live feeds, um, I actually have a very large beard, so I don't know. I, I mean, I have no. I'm not offended being called a young lady, but uh, come up with some better insults for the love of God. All right, let's move into some parenting. We are we are going to go over time tonight. I can guarantee that. Uh, but I want to get into some parenting. Couple. Let, let's kind of cruise through some of this stuff. Uh, Cookie Haunted Houses. That's right. Cookie Haunted Houses. This is becoming a new trend right now. Uh, they are available on Amazon, and that's right. They are exactly what you're thinking. Uh, the company Wilton, which maybe you're not familiar with that name, Wilton, but you've seen it on all kinds of baking things. They came out with these Cookie Haunted Houses, which, as I said, are exactly what you think. They are essentially Halloween gingerbread houses, not necessarily gingerbread flavored. But, you, you know, you always see gingerbread houses at, at the holidays and everything else. These are Halloween-themed gingerbread houses so exciting I, I like it makes total sense i'm surprised it took anyone this long to to kind of get to that point everyone loves halloween so much i'll be picking them up myself uh they have they're available on amazon they go all the way up to like 30 bucks but you can get them as cheap as like 15 bucks and and it's a kit obviously you don't buy a completed house uh, it's a kit that comes and you can build it with your kids you can build it yourself uh, don't be ashamed if you just want to don't have any kids and you just want to build it build it yourself uh uh don't 
don't be ashamed of that at all, but it's definitely something you can do with your kids, and I'm definitely going to do it with my kid uh, probably in like a month and a half or so. I don't know. you got to see how long they last because I want it to last until Halloween, and, and maybe when we have everyone over on Halloween for the trick-or-treating, we'll let all the kids eat it. Uh, so that that is definitely a cool thing. I'm excited. And if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I, I do enjoy some Halloween. I, I was a bit jaded on it as a kid uh, simply because of the fact that I modeled Halloween costumes as a kid. But uh, Halloween is just ingrained within me. The Great Pumpkin, all everything that goes with Halloween is just ingrained within me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It was reinvigorated when I had kids, when I had a kid and, and she was able to get dressed up. All right. Uh, this is really cool. There's a mom out of Wisconsin who's been sewing unique dolls for kids. Uh, and I'm not talking about just, just crazy custom dolls. I'm talking about, oh, Bridget. Bridget, have fun with the trolls. <laughs> just do something there. I don't know what's going on. But thank, thankfully, our, our on-air producer, Bridget, has joined. <laughs> or, or sell them a couch. I don't really care. Just <laughs> I don't understand what's going on with the trolls today. Uh, anyway, so this woman in Wisconsin, she's been sewing unique dolls. And these are not unique like custom dolls that you would think and you see those uh, like daddy dolls and stuff very popular with military families uh, these are actually dolls uh, for for kids that have rare diseases or illnesses uh, maybe are missing a limb whatever it might be so a lot of them are like bald-headed dolls and in fact there's a specific doll that they show on here uh, there's a kid with like birthmarks all over his body and she made a doll for him with birthmarks all over the doll's body so it would look like him uh, brings these out to a lot of hospitals uh, unfortunately uh, I mean, fortunately, she's doing this, but unfortunately, it goes to a lot of uh, <laughs> goes to a lot of terminally ill kids. Thank you, Bridget. <laughs> I think this is this is like part of why Bridget is the on-air producer. Uh, Bridget jumped on, and the trolls left. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, never mind." Uh-oh, Bridget's here. Better get back under the bridge, guys. <laughs> That's what just happened. Uh, so she's making these, and really good honor for this. And there's actually a two-year wait list. Uh, unfortunately, so if you're looking to get one of these, however, the sad thing again, fortunately and unfortunately, kids with a terminal illness actually get moved to the top of the list, uh, and this is a fantastic thing, just brightening kids' days. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you have a kid with, that's missing a limb, whatever it might be, they want a doll that is is similar to them. You know, we have dolls with different ethnic ethnic. Oh my gosh, ethnicities, uh, but you don't have dolls that that cater to to kids that have maybe dealt with a terminal illness their entire life. Uh, so I think that's really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Where are we? Oh, I'm just going to skip that one. I'm going to save it because we're going over time, and I want to get into mental health here. All right, this one I found really interesting uh, within mental health. And this, was some, this had become somewhat viral. Someone was talking about their depression voice. Uh, and, oh, my gosh, pop-up ads. Please go away. Uh, their depression voice, and they had asked people to to share kind of what their depression voice is. Uh, oh, see, Bridget's got him. Yeah, the couch auction's happening at patreon.com slash go tell it to the wall. She's on it. That's why I love you, Bridget. Um, anyway, depression voice, and you're like, what do you mean depression voice? And I found this this really struck me personally. Struck me personally. Uh, the couch is available at patreon.com slash go tell to the wall. Anyone on the live feed, uh, our, our on-air producer is giving it to you right there. Uh, your depression voice. This is the voice that you hear inside your head when you suffer from a mental illness. Not everyone that suffers from mental illness hears a voice like this, but it really struck a personal chord with me. And this is, this is what your head is telling you. And for me personally, this is a big one. 
because my head is constantly telling me things. I, I said at the top of the show, I've had a rough couple of weeks, and it's been a lot of my head telling me, you're not good enough. You, you can't do this. You Just stop. Nobody's going to care if you're gone. That, that's always been a big one for me. Nobody's going to care if you're gone. You know, obviously, then when you get out of that, and most people, when they get out of that, they realize, you know, my daughter would miss me, my wife would miss me, my parents would miss me, my friends would miss me. The Wall fans, they probably wouldn't miss me. Bridget would miss me. She'd be like, oh, man, now, now how am I going to get the common sense? And I want to share this one with you. This was, was shared, and I don't even want to give her name. This was tweeted and struck too personally to me. Uh, and this, I quote from her tweet, I quote, uh, eat something. You shouldn't have eaten that fatty. No one is interested in your opinion. You aren't expressing yourself enough. You shouldn't have said shared that. You aren't writing as much as you should be. You aren't doing enough. It doesn't matter what you do. Hashtag depression voice. End quote. Really hit me. And I bring this up for anyone out there uh, that deals with this. Anyone out there that deals with this. The brain is a fantastic thing. But sometimes it can also sabotage you. When you deal with a mental health problem, when you deal with mental illness, it can work very much against you. And that's what happens to a lot of people. That happens to me personally. And I know people that I know personally, people that I know as friends, personally, family that have dealt with, with mental illness. Uh, this tends to be a common theme. And I think a really important way to combat that is, yes, you can tell yourself, like, I am good enough. I mean, this, this, this tweet almost had me tearing up when I looked at it earlier. It's like, that's literally what happens to me on a daily basis. I sit in the studio sometimes and I say, nobody gives a shit what you say. People just want you to sell them a fucking couch. But then I also sit in the studio some days and I say, I'm not doing enough. I don't have enough content. This isn't quality enough. And then other days I sit and I say, well, this is great. People hit me up and, they, and they're like, you did a great job. And, and I know this is great. But it's that, that constant cycle of it. I struggle with this daily. And if you're out there and you struggle with it daily, just know that you're not alone. And one of the best things you can do other than trying to shut out that voice just on your own. And you can't, it's, it's really, you're never going to be able to completely shut it off on your own. Uh, is to have friends and family that support you. My wife knows this about me. My wife knows this about me. And sometimes she knows that I'm going through one of these, these episodes, these situations. And she'll literally say to me, I don't care what your head is saying to you, you're doing a great job. You're a great father. You're a great husband. You're a great broadcaster, whatever it might be. And I think that is an important thing to keep in mind. It doesn't have to be a spouse. It can just be a friend. Friends are so incredibly important. In fact, that's going to be a Mental Health Monday topic uh, coming up at the very beginning of it. Very beginning of it. I'm actually going to skip this mental health topic because I wanted to get into uh, mental health, mental illness, and existential crises. Existential crises. That's right. This is something else that came up recently and talking about mental illness and how people with mental illness tend to go into an existential crisis, tend to have that on a regular basis. Regular basis, that's not the right word, but tend, tend to have that uh, and, and somewhat normally, especially when you're going through a difficult time. Uh, I had this actually as in my late teens, early 20s. I really went through this. I, I was having a lot of problems with death and kind of what is the point of it all? What is... 
the meaning of life. Why are we here? And I still struggle with this. I still do. And it's especially difficult for teenagers. Teenagers who are kind of going through a transition. You're, you're transitioning from, from childhood to adulthood. And you tend to go through these existential, you know, the, the, an existential period where you don't know what to do. You, you wonder what is the meaning of life. We all, you always hear jokes about midlife crisis and stuff. You don't hear enough about quarter life crisis. You know, you need, there needs to be more focus on the quarter life crisis. People that are, that are going through that. What am I here for? What am I doing? Why am I here? And people with mental illness just go through that on an exponential level. Everyone goes through it. People with mental illness sometimes go through it on a daily basis. I do. That rough two weeks I've had, that's a huge part of it. What, what am I doing here? Why am I here? But the bottom line is everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. Whether it could be a big purpose, it could be a small purpose. Maybe my purpose is, is nothing other than, than talking to a wall, getting trolled by people who want to buy a couch, and raising an amazing toddler. That's actually good enough for me. There are days where it doesn't seem good enough, but it's actually good enough for me. And even if it's that, even if that's your only purpose, that's still a purpose. You have a purpose. Everyone in this world has a purpose. And realizing that will help you. And again, going back to the friends. The friends help you realize that you have a purpose. Your family helps you realize that you have a purpose. My daughter, Jesus, on a daily basis, helps me realize that I have a purpose. And for me personally, this, this really hit home uh, because I have talked, I've talked to doctors. I've, you know, I've talked to so many people about this. Uh, you know, mental illness tends to manifest when you are a teenager, really does. And for me, that's when it became debilitating. Was in my late teens and early twenties, debilitating. However, before that, it could be debilitating at times. And in fact, I'll never forget being four years old in Miami and standing outside, and and I would play with kids. I had friends. I loved playing with kids and, and running around and stuff. But every once, like, it would hit me on an almost daily basis. And I'd be, and I would think, like, why am I here as a four-year-old? This is no exaggeration whatsoever. As a four-year-old, and I'd look up at the sky, and I'd, and I'd say to myself, why am I here? Hey, Jack. Thanks for joining. How's your night going? My, night, my night's going good, except I don't have a couch to sell everyone. I'd look up at the sky and say, why am I here? Why do, why do I get to have this free will? That's as a four-year-old. That's <laughs> why when people are like, are you sure you have mental illness? I'm like, yeah, buddy. I, I, I got mental illness. I have debilitating obsessive compulsive disorder and debilitating obsessive anxiety disorder. Are they debilitating on a daily basis? No. But like I said, it's been a rough couple of weeks, man. It has been a rough couple of weeks. But that's just that's living with, men, with mental illness. You have good days and you have bad days. And all you can do is, is just continue to fight against it. And I talk about it on Go Tell It to the Wall because I want everyone out there to know that you can fight against it. That there's help for you. It doesn't mean you're less of a person because you suffer from a mental illness. Because you have a mental health problem. You're not less of a person. Almost one in five people in this country suffer from a mental illness. So yes, you are the minority, but there's a lot. There's a lot of us out there. And if one teenager hears this or one teenager sees one of these articles and is then able to open up and talk about it, then we've all it's been worth everything that anyone has done, whether it's that article, whether it's this podcast, whether it's some video, whether it's Mental Health Mondays, whatever it is. 
it's well worth it. And remember, you have a purpose. You do. Simple as that. You have a purpose. All right. We are running short on time. I want to run through some of this tech news. And then I have one, one piece of one piece of common sense. I feel like we're sitting on some common sense stuff here. Uh, smart glasses. Smart glasses galore. It looks like Apple, Snap, uh, Snapchat, and Huawei. I, I, I just I always laugh when I pronounce that because I want to say Huawei. It's Huawei, uh, all working on new ones, new smart glasses. Uh, most of them will have AR as well. And I'm seeing this so much lately, and I just kept saying, oh, hey, Justin. And uh, I kept, like, when I saw this coming up recently, I was like, didn't we do this a couple years ago with Google Glass? And everyone was like, this is stupid, and then it fell off the face of the earth. And, well, we're trying it again. Uh, this time, since Apple's behind it, we'll probably, it, that's what's funny. The Apple Watch comes out, and everyone's like, oh, Apple Watch, smart watches. And I've had, I had an Android watch for years before that. They're like, is it Apple Watch? No, it's an Android Watch. I had this years ago before the Apple Watch came out. Oh. Oh, I didn't know those existed. Well, open up some TechCrunch. <laughs> like, you know, go to Best Buy. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and speaking of Apple, the Apple credit card came out recently. I'm sure you've seen this. Apple actually put out a warning to not put the Apple credit card in your wallet. You shouldn't put it in your wallet, and you shouldn't put it in your, in your, uh, in your jeans pocket. Why? Because it could mess up the finish on the card. It has like a titanium type finish or whatever. And in fact, it's so ridiculous that Apple shared uh, cleaning instructions with all of the people that got one of their credit cards so they could keep it clean. It's a fucking credit card you can't put in your fucking wallet. I like I, moving on. Uh, Apple events happening September 10th. Looks like we're going to be getting a new iPhone Pro and new iPad Pros with better cameras. Why are we so obsessed with the goddamn cameras on the phones? I like having a decent one, a decent camera, but it's like that's all they do. I feel like just every tech company's we're, oh, we threw more shit into the camera. You you can't make phone calls, but you can take awesome photos. And it's like, you know, I'm not saying you can't take take calls, but it's just like that's the that's the thing we're doing now every time newest and greatest camera like well no how about a phone that just works uh google android 10 is going to be the next one coming out google is officially ditching the dessert themes you know lollipop and all that other stuff they're just going with numbers makes sense all the other companies are doing this uh mac os did this i believe uh and yeah there a bunch of them are doing it it's like at one time it was cute it was like oh marshmallow or tiger and blah blah and now they're like just give us the numbers it's easier to keep track of numbers, <laughs> you know, some numbers. Uh, and there's apparently a popular phone case. That's You heard that right, phone case, very popular with uh, Instagram models. And it's because this phone case actually says on it, oh man, I got to get, I, I get my glasses here. Uh, Social media seriously harms your mental health. This is on the back of their phone so that when they're taking photos in mirrors and stuff, because that's what Instagram influencers do, uh, then you see this. Social media is seriously harmful for your mental health. That's nice. That's a nice sentiment. Here's the bottom line. Like, what, I'm looking. Gigi Hadid and whoever that is, Kaya Gerber, whoever the hell that is, you make all of your money off of social platforms. Maybe get your ass off of the social platform for a little while instead of holding up a stupid phone case that makes you think, look, I'm being responsible. Get the fuck out of here. GG something, whoever the hell you are. Like, just maybe get off social platforms. Like, you're taking the pictures. 
These these are those kind of influencers that get like a million likes because they're like, look at me in the bathroom. Someone just took a shit, but I'm in the bathroom taking a photo in the mirror. Like I, I don't get it. I don't get the bathroom selfie thing. I don't get any of that. So we're going to move along to the new Bose portable home speaker. That's right. This is a uh, portable Bose speaker, Bose, the company Bose, that you can also use in your home. Because, you know, regular portable speakers you can't use in your home. I, I don't know why it has to be a portable home speaker, but it is a portable home speaker. Of course, it's going to have great sound because it is Bose. The cool thing about this one is it uh, it has Google Assistant and Alexa starting at about $349. Pick one of those up for yourself if you'd like. Uh, again, it is portable. So that's what's actually compared to like a uh, Google Home uh, where that thing's wired. You can actually take take it with you. So that is kind of cool. Uh, however, you've got the assistant on your phone. I, I It's so hard trudging through all the smart devices and everything else i'm like i just i need like a uh, a simplified guide because i'm all for it i'm like yeah let's have smart devices i got a google home i got i got multiple google homes i got apple tv i got you know i got stuff but it's just like i need to understand it a little better like do i need this speaker with the stuff built in when my phone's connected and i can talk to my phone and the phone's got it i, I don't know uh, and then also this one I did find interesting uh, OtterBox wireless charging system has come out. I'm not going to go through the cost simply because we're running out of time. Uh, this is a charging pad system that you can actually put your phone on. But the cool thing is uh, cool being relative because honestly, I wouldn't be forking over like the $150 for this system. Uh, you can, it's actually a portable uh, battery that you can take with you. So you can just you can have it plugged in and charge your phone or it keeps a charge and then you can take it with you uh, the same way that you have those like external batteries that you just plug into that's the thing for me it's very cool i get it if you know if you want to pick one up pick it up it's really cool however i've got like a 20 dollar portable battery that works just fine and i can plug the damn thing in i don't need to set my phone on everything uh and one more thing in tech news youtube has officially they are officially closing private messenger uh on their youtube platform you're not going to be able to message influencers or broadcasters on YouTube anymore. This is great because all the trolls that like to send me ridiculous messages, uh, go ahead and make those com those hateful, bigoted comments public. They're going to have to be public, all of you trolls out there, instead of just sending me private messages on YouTube. One day I will compile all those messages and call people out. The problem is they're trolls and they're freaking fake accounts, or it's not actually you know their picture and stuff, so it does no good. And I will leave you on this one common sense thing. Tiffany... That's right, Tiffany's, the jewelry maker of ridiculous things, just came out with a sterling silver tin can bank. So imagine a soup can with the label ripped off. You know, maybe you didn't have a lot of money growing up and that's how you made banks, like myself. You had a piggy bank and that's how you made one, you know, or a coffee can. Yes, imagine a soup can, like literally with the ridges and stuff, and actually has bank, B-A-N-K, scribbled on the side as if it's written on there in pencil. Uh, however, it's made of sterling silver, and it will cost, no, I don't think I know, Mike. Uh, it will cost you $1,000 because it is sterling silver. It is amazing to me how much the one percenters just love, like, stuff that looks as though it belongs to poor people. Have no fear, Tiffany's fans. Uh, there is a stupid little blue stripe going down the side. So, there you go. One percenters, have fun. Uh... Me, personally, I'm going to get a soup can because it's going to look exactly the same, and no one gives a shit if it's sterling silver. This is really just a mockery of people that can't afford fancy things. That's all this is. Tiffany is just trolling the shit out of us and mocking people that can't afford fancy things. So, Tiffany, get out of here. I ain't, ain't having breakfast at your place. I know, and people are like, oh, what's that mean? <laughs> you know your hashtag, you know your old if. People talk about things being old from 10 years ago.
All right. Anyway, that is going to do it for us here with. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Uh, Bridget is handling the trolls right now, so I'm giving her an extra minute. Uh, but that is going to do it here for us uh, with episode 107 of Go Tell it to the Wall. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the social platforms on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Of course, on Facebook, where we're currently live and being trolled, facebook.com slash Go Tell it to the Wall. Hey, Kevin, uh, you're. Oh, he's serious. Uh, <laughs> facebook.com slash Go Tell it to the Wall, where we're currently live and being trolled, like I said. Uh, and YouTube, head on over to YouTube. Uh, search Go Tell Us The Wall, subscribe to our page, get in on all the beer reviews and the clips and segments that get posted on there. And most importantly, of all those, would be SeanOroarkLive.com, where you will find links to those things I just mentioned, as well as our Patreon page, where those of you looking to buy a couch, that is where you can buy the couch, would be Patreon.com slash Go Tell Us The Wall. I believe, uh, for those of you that are on there, our honor producer Bridget shared the actual, uh, the actual link for our Patreon campaign. Uh, that's going to do it. This has been episode 107 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. We will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>